All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Can you see it? Did you The puck comes right to Pedersen, who tries a bank pass for Besser. In with a shot, he scores! A moment's notice, at arm's length. To the line, Hughes scores! In this existence, take you to the sun. First career NHL goal, Quinn Hughes makes it 1-0. You're listening to Canucks Conversation. Quinn Hughes beat reporter here. Like, I don't, I won't cover the Canucks. Yeah. I cover Quinn Hughes and what he's doing to the Canucks. A member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. Just wave the guy and get Demko involved. I wanted them in at Valentine's Day. Wow. We should do a radio show together. <laughs> right on. I want to fist bump you right now. What Pearl steals, cutting in, shoots, scores! Don't waste all the good stuff on the off air. Let's go. Hello, Canucks fans, and welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation, brought to you, as always, by the great folks over at 
Zephyr Epic. You mm. can use promo code Hockey Season, capital H, capital S, all one word, Hockey Season. That will get you $5 off your order at ZephyrEpic.com. Z-E-P-H-Y-R Epic. Check them out on all platforms. Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, whatever it is. They've got you covered for all of your trading card needs, so be sure to go check them out. If you choose to shop online, be sure to visit ZephyrEpic.com. That is Z-E-P-H-Y-R Epic.com. The promo code is Hockey Season. It'll get you $5 off your order. Uh, and if you shop online, you can enjoy free shipping Canada-wide on any order over $50. They also have a retail location in Surrey, so be sure to go check out our friends over at Zephyr Epic. We have some hockey cards. But first, we've got a new look. David Quadrelli, alongside the man who built the place, Chris Faber, here at Canuck Conversation headquarters. But we got a new look on the YouTube uh YouTube show on the live show and I put out the article today I know we got some new listeners people telling me they're gonna check it out they're gonna check it out we got some first-time listeners uh so let's try to make sure we show everybody what the show is all about I'm uncomfortable oh good yeah something about the colors has really thrown me off we've done a lot of shows with the yellow and the other lasers the black skate colors yeah and and the different intro i am uncomfortable and it's uh i like it it looks good it actually felt i really liked it when we saw it for the first time earlier today but now that the show's live it it, i'll be honest i am uncomfortable i love it i think it looks better i think you'll be comfortable in a day or two after we've had it for i think you're uncomfortable because the initial shock of it Mm. um the the music I like that. It, I do like that. The music at the start mm-hmm. felt like we had a bit of an arty party going. Oh, really? I was going to hit the arty party button, but I have no clue which button it is on this thing because I, oh, I have yeah. them. Oh, you got to flip it over. Oh, why is it flipped, though? I don't understand. I don't know, but I'm not going to screw anything up. Don't worry about all that stuff here. But the arty party, it's a good time every it time. Is. And it's a good time every time here on the Canucks Conversation yep. podcast. Busy show today. We will be joined by Daily Faceoffs Frank Saravalli. How are you doing today? I'm good. It's my wedding week, so... Uh... Things are hectic. I'll be honest. Things are hectic. And now I'm uncomfortable. Things are hectic and I'm uncomfortable. This is going to be a great show. Good I'm start. Very excited about it. Good start. Yeah, and, I got the uh, MLB logo playoffs right start today, too. Yes. We will revisit that in our Betway. No, we won't. Bet of the day. Mm-mm. I won't. Maybe. We'll see how it ties into our Betway Bet of the day. I'm, I'm, ex- I'm actually really excited to see how you tie that all together. Do you have a non MLB bet in there? Uh huh. During the playoffs. Open your pack. Barely Open the start of the playoffs. These we are, are the, opening. Yeah, go ahead. The last of the expensive ones here. These are our, uh, we're going We're going to the cheap packs after this, the $4 packs. These are the $30 ones. So you got to get yourself an autograph out of this. Uh, something fun. Zephyr Epic, good folks over there. Head down to the, the what do you call it, the office, the, the store, the Zephyr Epic store down there in Surrey. They're good folks. Uh, whisper to them that you, uh, hockey season, $5 off your order. Good stuff. What do you got? What do you got here, Quads? Get us a Canucks card here. So we got Mark Stone, Brady Kachuk, yep. uh, and the credentials. There you go. Ooh, a numbered card, 206 out of 399 nice. of Mr. Braden Point. We love a good numbered card. Makes you feel good when you get a numbered card. They do. And you were telling us this. Yep. Uh, when you're getting a numbered card, you mm-hmm. want to look for the one that has their number. Either so number for one. Braden Point, if we had found 21 yep. out of 399, it would have been more valuable than yep. the one I have. Number one or their number. That is what I'm told. Uh, and what do I got here? Oh, I have a numbered card that's uh, a lot lower number. Okay. That's a good one. Uh, rookie Arrivals of Jamie Drysdale. He's going to be good one day, man. Uh, but this is a 35 out of 49. Oh. Debut ticket access with a pink hue on it. Rasmus Kapari. Oh. Freaking green screen again. Yeah. That's looking Aaron. nice, though. 
Oh yeah, we talked producer, about this, Aaron. Technical producer is Aaron Bordado, and it's not his fault that the green screen, your green screen, is crappy. That's well. What the is there is. settings that you can change with the damn green screen and not pick up everything? There is. Yeah. Of okay. There I don't is. know any of this stuff. I just yeah. I said it before we start the show. I don't do any of this. Uh, you know, making the intro, the graphics. I just show up and talk. Okay. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of people in the YouTube live chat. Your interaction is, of course, encouraged, folks. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, some people saying, uh, I hate the colors. I love the colors. <laughs> Can't make everybody happy. But I'm seeing more people like the new look. Bring it all. Everybody bring it. Yeah, bring more people feedback. like the new look uh, than those who like the old look. Sierra um, Seb loves the new look. Uh, what else do yeah, we got here? A lot of people. Some people having problems with the music. I like the music. I like it. It feels like an arty party every day. Yeah, that's true. And uh, we probably won't see him tomorrow. We won't. But the Abbotsford Canucks, uh, well, the Abbotsford Center is hosting a Vancouver Canucks preseason game. Game number five of six. Mm-hmm. The first, second against the Seattle Crack in the first one at home. Uh, Elias Patterson will not play in that game. That's kind of the breaking news of the day if you hadn't heard already, folks. Elias Patterson missed yesterday's practice with an illness, missed it again today, and Talkett said that he's, because they have no morning skate tomorrow, mm-hmm. uh, that he is not going to play Patterson in that game. So Big Jack Stud. Uh, Jack Stadnika, first line, it looks like. First line uh, first line center. I did find it interesting that Jack Stadnika was the guy to move up there. That makes me get the vibe that he's the 13th, 14th forward, right? Because they don't want to mess with the other lines. They're just going to throw this guy right in there, especially in a preseason game. It's not like you really need that top line to be you know, 20 minutes a night, eating up all the tough matchups, all these things. Seattle cracking, by the way, who they're playing uh, tomorrow at the Abbotsford Center. And we're both going to be there? Uh, I'm going so. to be there yeah. for sure. I know that. I'm like, the good folks in Abbotsford... I love going out Maurice. there. I'm going out there to see them out there. Maurice. Who's Maurice? I thought that was the security guard you like. Jeez, man. That's, Mar- that's Marcel. He's in the <laughs> chat right now. Shoot. Sorry, Marcel. Maurice, I'm coming out there, bud. I'm excited to see you. Chat about our summers. Maurice. Sorry. Maurice. Uh, someone pointing out, a few people pointing out, oh, we haven't wow. changed the backgrounds yet. I got my Canucks combo here. You've got yours on the green screen. You can change your background at any time. Change your background. You can do it at any time. I don't know any of this stuff. I just show, <laughs> I tell you, I just show up here. I don't know how this even got here in the first place, this background. Oh, I log man. in here, and I see the camera, and it's green behind me. Then I get on here, and Aaron's got cards going all whack. I, <laughs> okay, okay. My Pikachu's, like, uh, Kansas, everything's all green, and I don't know what I'm doing. Aaron's here. dropping instructions in our private chat of how to do it for you. No, I got to focus on the show here. We okay. got stuff to talk about. We do. You we know got what a we lot didn't of stuff. Have, and we, I guess this, this happened over the weekend, right? Vasily Pod Colson getting sent down. Yeah, we didn't even talk guys. about it yet. Um, we kind of talked about it before anybody else. We spent else. a lot of the prequel <laughs> time talking about it, but now that it actually happened... Um, I guess we can spend a couple minutes here before we dive into the rest of the bubble boys. Um, Vasily Podkolzin is sent down to the AHL. Listen, he's going to get a lot of minutes, a lot of ice time. And Rick talking kind of spoke about it. I think you were with him on, you were there at the presser on, uh, was it Saturday? Yeah. Saturday, you were down there and talked to him. Any takeaways from what uh, Talkit said about Vasily Podkolzin heading down to the AHL? Because he's going to get a lot of minutes, he's going to get a lot of ice time, and a lot of time with the Sedins out there in Abbotsford. That's all I know. Takeaways. Talkit loves Podkolzin. We knew that already. Um, we all do. Everybody loves podcast. Kind of entertained the idea. I asked him the question about having one role type deal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, having one role that you can just kind of work in because his deployment here, his deployment in the KHL... Like, it feels like, and this is with a lot of prospects on the Canucks, I guess, but with, with Pod Coles and especially, it feels like it's been... All right, you got here. You're going to play on the fourth line. Mm. Oh, you did well. Okay, here's first line minutes. Right. Okay, here's the second line. 
Okay, you're not doing well. Third, fourth. And he's just jumping all over the lineup, not allowed to kill penalties for whatever reason. This is giving him an opportunity to go in all situations. And the thing that Talkit really focused on, I think, needs to be our biggest takeaway, is just that it seems like Vasily Podkolzin's kind of ability to anticipate at the NHL level isn't there yet. And he just needs to start playing a lot, I think, to kind of develop that. And... Look, I'm not saying he has a low hockey IQ because I don't think that's an accurate way to describe Vasily Podkolzin, but you need to kind of have that step and you need to kind of anticipate better than we've seen Podkolzin to this point right now. That's kind of the takeaway I had because that's the main thing that Talkett spoke about was just that, yeah, I love this kid's motor. Um, I love this kid, basically, is what he said. And, um, you know, he works super hard, all that stuff. We've heard all that about Podkolzin in the past, but now he just needs to kind of put it together. And, hey, like... We, I feel like we don't need to spend a lot of time on this because last week you laid out exactly what Tockett laid out the following weekend was just that he's going to get a lot of regular deployment. He's going to get a ton of regular minutes. He's going to get to work with the development staff. You said all this last week. Like everybody's playing catch up with Chris Faber. What can I say? Yeah. First time somebody's had to catch up to me. Um, <laughs> what I was thinking with Pod Colson was here's, here's a question. You kind of brought it up. Like what is Vasily Pod Colson's role in the NHL? Not a penalty killer, and we think it should be. No, quads. What is his role in no, the he NHL? Does, he doesn't have one, Chris. Exactly. So you get him down to the AHL, he is going to have a role of being literally, and I said this on the show last week, like head and shoulders above everybody else on this AHL roster. Okay, the way that management is looking at the players, the way the coach is going to look at the players, the way the players are going to look at guys in the room, Pod Colson's at that next level of these guys. He's not a tweener. He's a young player who is developing and already has proven that he can fit and play in the NHL, but he just couldn't find a role on the specific Canucks team. I said it on the show last week. A lot of teams in the NHL would take Vasily Podkolzin on their fourth line right now. Probably some playoff teams, too. They'd probably take him and, and play him on their fourth line for 10 minutes a night and be like, yeah, I'm happy with the 10 minutes I'm getting. That's not the ultimate goal for Podkolzin. He needs to develop. When he gets down to the AHL, he's going to be given the opportunity to develop, which is massive. So... I like the fact that he's getting down there and getting a role. I know that it's not great for the confidence to go down to the AHL, but I also think it's not great for the confidence when you're riding with JT Miller one day, later in the week you're riding fourth line, all these type of things. I just think it's a little bit of a better situation for him to actually develop down there in the AHL. That's my thoughts on it. Abbotsford training camp kicks off tomorrow, runs till October 7th mm-hmm. uh, out in Chilliwack. So we obviously won't see any Abbotsford Canucks at the Abbotsford Center tomorrow. That's a Vancouver Canucks preseason games. Uh, I think we'll have to get to the lines after. Uh, we'll, we'll pull those up afterwards. But the Bubble Boys, quickly, let's get to this before Frank hops on. Let's okay? see the forwards here. Bubble Boys, yep. So we got three Bubble Boys on the forward group. Yeah. Neil Zaman, Dakota Joshua, Jack Studnika. These are the final guys heading into it. The Bubble Boys. Who do you think's getting the spot here out of these three? Because I, I, well, I think, isn't it two out of the three that get the no, spot? No, because we're giving PDG. We're giving we're giving uh, Neil Sutton. Yes. They got to cut three McKayev. players. I think they're only gonna they're gonna roll with two extra defensemen and one extra forward. That's the way I see it going. Do you think so? I don't. You think they're going to roll 70? So, a, sorry, what, we have six names. Trip? We have six names here. Nils Amon, Dakota Joshua, Jackson Nika, Christian Willian, Guillaume Brisebois, and Noah Juleson. Yeah. How many of those players can they keep? In the end, they can only keep two of them. Two of them. Depending on what happens with Mikheyev, right? If he goes IR, yeah. LTIR, whatever the situation is. There. Yeah, that's... I don't know. I, I, I think, think for opening night, there's only one of these forwards that's going to be in with on the roster. Not even just in the lineup. I mean in the roster. 
uh, I think you have to risk losing Amon or Stadnika on waivers. I mean, not Amon, but Stadnika, you're going to have to risk losing him on waivers. Yeah, I think so, too. I think he goes down and plays Cause I think, probably I think top line with Vasily Podgolson. Joshua is a player type. I think Joshua would actually get picked up on waivers. There's some coaches that waivers. would like to get their hands in there with, with Dakota Joshua and get to work, and I think Rick Talkett's the same way. That's why I, I think, think Rick Talkett's one of those coaches. Big time. I think he'd be one of the guys at the top of the list in the NHL wanting to work with a Dakota Joshua who has that much, you know, size and speed and kind of ability to I, man I thought about it last year a lot watching Dakota Joshua play he's a pretty good little playmaker for a guy in a fourth line role mm-hmm. like I think he would be on the upper echelon of fourth line playmakers and, and guys who understand that offense is going to come when you're playing in a fourth line role if you just get the puck towards the net you know go bang around some bodies get the puck towards the net there um, that's what I need to see from Dakota Joshua and I, I do agree with you I think he's going to be the guy who uh, who bursts from this bubble as the forward who sticks out let's get to the defenseman now can I quickly do something? Yep. People are pointing out the hats, the hats in the chat. Yep. Uh, we're going to have this along with many other things at our watch party oh, good stuff, uh, yeah. at Greta Bar in Vancouver, at Greta um, in Vancouver on October 14th. There you go. It's a Saturday. Saturday night I'm hosting. Yeah. I got uh, merch. We got uh, and all the all the money. There's so much that comes Plus, with your ticket. $2 hot dogs. Oh, the $2 hot dogs. And we're not, uh, you know. Money's going to charity too. Yeah, exactly. Good folks, a kids sport yeah. over there, right? We're just we're, yeah, we just want everybody to have a good time. I just it's going to be a really it's good time. It's going to be cool to see people from the chat, people from the comment section. I want to see these some of these damn commenters who are in the <laughs> goddamn you know, freaking CA. Show yourself on Saturday night. Let's talk. <laughs> I need to see them. See some of those folks. Oh, All right, let's get to the defenseman here. Yeah, come by Greta. Uh, check it out. Uh, we'll be tweeting more stuff about. It. I'll actually. I'll get a link into the YouTube. Uh, yes, I don't think we have sure. one in here yet. I'll get. I'll yeah, it's all that. over our socials as well. Yeah. Sorry for kind of throwing that at you, no, Aaron. That's good. I know that came out of nowhere. Aaron's, but, uh, Aaron's on the ball today. Aaron is on the ball. Except uh, for this green, this green screen. Oh, stuff. it's not his fault. Defenseman, let's go. Defenseman right. on the bubbles. Let's go with the defenseman here on the bubble, real quick, uh, and then we'll get to Frank. Uh, all right, the bubble boys from the defense. We got Christian Willan and Guillaume Breezeball. See, this is the gr- this is the graphic I built with some video. Okay, let's hustle Expanding. here. Expanding Noah Juleson. It's Willan for me, and I think the second guy. I think it's going to be Guillaume Breezebaugh because I think Cole McWard's got that spot now for the right shot guy. I think that Breezebaugh, they're comfortable playing on the right side. Same with Willannon. So I think Juleson's going to find himself in the AHL to start the season. Hard to disagree with you. Let's bring him in. Bring in the man of the hour. Mm-hmm. The Philly fanatic himself. Oh. Mr. Frank Saravalli. Frank, my first question for you. Uh, do they sweep the Marlins? The Phillies, do they sweep the Marlins? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burroughs Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. burrowcom slash ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, 
fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I don't think they do. I think they lose game two. Okay. Uh, Aaron, Aaron Nola has had a penchant for giving up many home runs this season, and I feel like that's going to come back to bite him. Frank, you uh, you strike me as a ballpark guy. How many ballparks have you been to? I actually am a ballpark guy. Yeah. I don't know if you know this, but I'm I've I've uh, I've started a tour with my son. He's nine. <sighs> Living out here on the East Coast, you can get to so many. So That's we've so crossed fun. in our first two summers. We've crossed off eleven. Nice. Eleven of thirty. So we're we're grinding. What's the nicest one you've been to? Um. I'm a sucker for the old ones, so like I, you know, don't say Wrigley. Don't say Wrigley. I was gonna say Fenway, but Wrigley would be a close second. That's fair. I think Fenway is just like you got to see the monster in person. Yeah, that's something I think you have to see in sports. It's I've only been to one ballpark down at uh, Safeco or whatever they're calling it now. You know the names. I don't know the names. Okay, Frank, we're gonna talk to you about Bryson Stott's out (laughs) breakout season. How do you? I'm just kidding. We're not gonna just talk baseball in this podcast. Although that would be my dream. No. Uh, yeah, so... So, wait, I want to chime in on what you guys were saying about the bubble boy defenseman. Sure. I found it really interesting, and I don't know if things have changed in the last week, but Rick Tockett, at least in my conversations with him, he mentioned Noah Juleson twice, and in a really positive way. So I'm, I'm wondering if that was some foreshadowing. When were you out here? Like, when... Last, uh, like, last no, Monday. Okay. Because not to rag on Noah Juleson, but he's kind of a guy that we've looked at as not having a very strong camp with pretty high expectations and having, you know, played out the the end of last season alongside Quinn Hughes. It kind of looked like he would be one of those guys in this by-committee defense that Tockett's now speaking about where Juleson would eat up a lot of those minutes. Hasn't had the best preseason to this point. And we haven't seen him... With Hughes, like it's been Cole McWard, which none of us saw coming. I bet you Tockett didn't mention Cole McWard much in that interview, did he? No, and I got to be honest, uh, when I was standing with Faber um, at practice, I was like, who's the McWard guy? Like, (laughs) I I just was like, tell me more. Like, I don't know that much about him. And I, you know, I kind of remember seeing him last year, but not really. It was like more or less garbage time for the Canucks. And I was busy watching, you know, the actual playoff team. Yeah. Frank, I wanted to ask about Ian Cole, who I thought was kind of interesting that he was one of the players that you wanted to sit down with when you were here in Vancouver. It's not like a, a massive name, but looks like a guy who's going to play a piece. I did listen to it, and I, then I you can, know why. I can why see I why. To talk to him. You needed to fill your that thirty minutes. Talk, he could talk a pit bull off of me. <laughs> I I think the role that was something that was interesting, and I know that you talked to him a little bit about like Adam Foote, Sergey Gonchar, and those guys being kind of a reason why maybe he wanted to play here, as well as the the vision of this team. Um, I'm curious to see, like, with a guy like that who's won so much, how much do you think he could bring to a group here who really hasn't won anything? Like, they have a a strong core. They just don't have a a track record of winning, really. I think it's going to be an immeasurable addition, really. Um, I think if you really dive in and I – when I'm in the moment interviewing someone, I'm obviously listening because I'm looking for follow-up questions to ask, things like that. 
But I listened to the whole interview again on the way home on the plane. And I was like, damn, the way he put everything together in terms of the process and how this all needs to happen, it's great for him to say it, but for him to be able to point to his track record and say, yo, I played on nine consecutive playoff teams, Tampa, Carolina, Colorado, two uh, cup wins with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Like I've, I've actually done it. Um, he, you know, that's going to really, I think, be a big thing for this Canucks team and someone that the coaching leadership is going to lean on for just subtle things here and there to really help push this team in the right direction. And he talked about that idea of, and Rick Tockett mentioned it too, of how overwhelming and daunting this position that they're in is, knowing for a team that's gotten off to poor starts that you need to get off to a a really good one. It's kind of like, look, if you guys are golfers and you're playing a hole and you're like, damn, there's water over there. What's the first thing you do? You hit it in the water. If it's right in front of you and it's all you can think about, it's sometimes so overwhelming. But really, like, I'm not encouraging you because I did the interview and it's it's my pod. <laughs> but go listen to Ian Cole on Frankly Speaking and listen to how he breaks down how you need to stack each little marginal win on each other. It was, like, so eloquent for a guy that has no teeth and plays hockey. <laughs> It doesn't matter where the water is. Quads is going to slice it 60 yards okay. to the right anyways. Okay. Frank, most interesting thing from all of those interviews, you did talk at Demko, Cole, most interesting thing you heard? Probably Rick Tockett outlining how after his second game behind the Canucks bench, <laughs> he was out on a Vancouver street corner at 2 in the morning, basically like fuming. And I think it spoke to a lot of things. Uh, one, that this is a new world for him, mm. that he's been in the NHL. This is his 33rd training camp, and he's never played or worked in Canada wow. aside from his stint last year. I think there's pressure that comes with that, but I also think it speaks to how far this team needs to come. I don't think he was really mad about the actual result. I think he was mad about all of the bad habits, the poor attention to detail, the bad body language that came with this Canucks team last year. And I think the reason why it was so overwhelming to him was because he knows how long the road is to get people to change. And so that's why the end of last season was so incredibly valuable for him. And I think there was some reminder there like, hey, relax you know he had mentioned that one of the assistant coaches just kind of like pulled him aside and was like hey we gotta you know you need to calm down it's day two on the job you can't be losing your mind and I think that sort of reminder has been perfect because what he was feeling on day two is sort of like what these players are going to be feeling to start this year he's been there and he gets it just knowing Rick a little bit yourself there Frank I think what I'm curious to see is how the Vancouver fan base takes to him. Cause I, I always go back to the day he was hired and they're not, I guess like the first game where he played or coach behind the bench as I'm struggling through the sentence, 
they announced him in the in Rogers Arena, half booze, half cheers, and obviously the Bruce Boudreaux situation was so tough. But I, I was driving yesterday, coming out of my building. I see Rick Tockett talking to a guy in a Canucks jersey. Like, I, I do really think that the like the city here is going to get behind the person that Rick Tockett is, and I think he's pretty honest with us in the media as well. Like, I can see this guy being liked almost as much, if not more than Bruce Boudreaux was here because people here love Bruce. We saw the Bruce There It Is chants, all those things. How quickly do you think Vancouver might fall in love with Rick Talkie here a little bit, especially if they start to do some winning? By the way, why? what was it about Bruce Boudreaux that really endeared him? It's a, I mean, the start was obviously incredible. You ever had a teddy bear that you really liked? <laughs> I was going to say, aside from, like, the jolly big guy who's always walking around with a smile on his face, like, it's easy, I guess. But, like, the Canucks were also kind of a mess under him. Mm-hmm. Well, they went on that run at the end, and fans were dying to have something to believe in, Frank. Like, that that's what it comes down to is when, when Bruce got hired, you also have to remember that it came with the end of the Jim Benning era in this Vancouver, right? And there was, yeah, I guess there was some exhale of like yes we can turn the page and so many people were just dying for the jim jim benning era to end about five years before it actually did so when it actually came to an end they were also given this guy who has this great track record as an nhl coach in the regular season and fans were excited about that they're like this is going to be the guy this is going to be the guy to get it done and the the number one fan was Francesco Aquilini who hired Bruce Boudreaux and fans all shared in that. So here's how I'd answer your question. You like Vancouver would be dumb. And I don't say this lightly to not take to Rick Tockett. Like it would be an unbelievable miss. He's everything that you want in a coach. He's hard nosed. He works. He doesn't bullshit you and his teams work. I like I don't like he's he's I I'd have to do the math but the number of players in NHL history with a thousand points and 3000 penalty minutes like it's got to be a pretty damn small list. Mm-hmm. I he's a legitimately revered figure in Philly where I'm from and I don't like it kind of always struck me as a miss that the Flyers decided to go in another direction when there was an opening go with John Tortorella, a guy that for whatever reason, no market has ever even really liked him. Not that the market and their feelings matter so much as results and wins and all that, but geez, like they had a chance to do it. And now Philly's loss is Vancouver's game. Go like, go celebrate him. Absolutely. And I think, so far, like we seem to come here like once a week and be impressed with a, with the honesty. I think is a different thing from Rick Talk that we're getting is just like, yes, he's not trying is... to spin you exactly. Yeah, and exactly. I also think I also get like he he's a bit old school, but I also think he has a very like he has a pulse on where the line is too far, and I I just I get the vibe he doesn't mistreat people, um, he's especially the his players. Players coach. Yeah, yeah exactly. Which exactly. is interesting to come off of Bruce Boudreaux and feel like there is more of a players coach here with Rick Tockett, who sounds like more of a hard ass, right? Like in, in the way that he, I guess, speaks or interacts with people. It feels like that, but I, I'm with you on, like he is probably the more ultimate players coach than even Bruce Boudreaux was. 
Yeah, I mean, look, I think he's an easy guy to like because yeah. you're never going to not know where you stand. And also, he's fair. Mm-hmm. He wants you to work. Like It's like Ian Clark, and, and you heard Thatcher Demko in the pod explain what it's like working with him. Mm-hmm. He's going to grind you, but he's fair, and he's really good at his job, so you freaking listen. Yeah, absolutely. Frank, you're super good at your job. Board of Governors Sometimes. meeting tomorrow. What's coming tomorrow <laughs> down the pipe here at the uh, BOG? I think it's a really quiet, short meeting. First meeting for Michael Anlauer in the Ottawa Senator's chair in an official capacity. Um, I think it's just season updates, business projections, things like that. Uh, but I will find out more tomorrow. It's just a three-hour meeting in New York, Oof. so not a whole lot there. But we'll see. I'll, I'll let you know if I see Francesco. <laughs> okay. Uh we got time? Yeah, we got time. Okay, quickly. Uh, your thoughts, Vasily Pykols and down to the AHL. Um, you mentioned bubble boys off the top of the show, and I think the Canucks really needed or need one of those younger guys to pop. Uh, Pod Colson, Hoaglander, one, like obviously Pod Colson isn't there. And I just think if this team is going to take the step forward that I think it's going to, you know, you need all the elements that I've outlined already. Demko to have an unreal year, the defense to be vastly improved off of what it was. And I think it already is that Pedersen to, you know, climb to yet another level if he can find it, but then you need some other, you need some juice from somewhere else in your lineup. That is an unexpected bump. Mm. And Maybe Hoaglander can be that. Maybe you get it in the form of, I don't know, Beauvillier. Someone somewhere needs to give you some more. And I just think the lack of young player, you know, mojo, it hurts. Like you can't go with like five years or whatever it feels like of those draft classes not giving you something. And so they need a little bit more of that. I think with Pod Colson, the, the situation is so interesting, and we're, we're kind of seeing it play out here with Matt Vay-Michkov, who had to get loaned away from Ska. So you look at the two years after getting drafted, Pod Colson's playing six minutes a night with Ska, has a very good rookie season. Last year, the step back, didn't perform extremely well under Bruce Boudreaux, spent some time in the AHL. At, at 22 years old, how much is it just about this kid developing again? Like, he's almost kind of 18 again it feels like like he didn't get it in the khl i mean that skull organization you know this frank they don't play their young players uh they don't develop them it's good for mitchkov to actually be loaned out to sochi and get an opportunity to play he's got more goals assists and shots on net than anybody else on that scott team right now so i don't know what they're thinking but for pod colson is it about just like rebuilding development like acting like you're an 18 year old that just got drafted again or does he have enough time in the NHL to make you think, oh, he just needs to change some things? Or is it like a full reset with his AHL demotion? I think it's closer to a full reset than anything. And look, like you're already dealing with players from that 2019 draft class, right, that have had to go through waivers and time's up. Mm -hmm. Like four years comes at you fast. And that's (laughs) kind of what we're looking at right now is like, it from a Canucks perspective for Pod Colson, it's like you gotta you gotta show us something, or the next time this pops up again, you're gonna be one of those guys that people are like, should we claim him or not? Like that's really what the conversation is going to become, really kind of quite quickly. 
That's interesting. And he's right. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Frank. He's got before 42 go. games remaining of NHL games before he hits needs waivers. Yeah. And that's 42. Like that's not really much. And this is his last season. So this time next year within this calendar year, it's, it's shit or get off the pot. Yeah. yeah. The interesting thing is too, he starts both of his seasons here in North America in the NHL instead of the AHL this year feels like a different path of development. Maybe what they should have done at the start, but we'll see how it plays out. One thing I got to ask you about Frank, I've heard you talk about this uh, recently. Frank's got to go give him this, ask him for the score prediction. Get him out of here. hundred points for Connor Bedard. A possibility, Frank. What are you talking about? Why does that sound crazy? To I don't think it's too crazy, actually. Dude, he's like that good. It's it's the preseason. He's has been very damn good. Impressive. This is ridiculous. That this is yeah. So our Stephen Ellis today said ninety. Mm-hmm. I'm going over. I don't want to like heap on extra praise, but they're saying, "Oh, well, the Blackhawks stink around him." Like. Okay, fine, but Sidney Crosby played on a dreadful Penguins team in 2005-6, and he had 102 points. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, but it was only 102. He barely got there. I'm like, I again, I don't want to heap too much on Connor Bedard, but I think he, in in a very short period of time, the list of players that are better than him in the NHL is only going to include Connor McDavid. Yeah. And I think he's, like, not that far off of Sid. You put Taylor Hall on his wing, Tyler Johnson, like, you are giving a good opportunity. Taylor Hall's going to get 75 points this year. (laughs) And, by the way, if you look at Taylor Hall's numbers last year relative to games played, they were actually pretty decent. Hmm. All right, Frank, we'll let you go on that. Uh, next week we'll get your uh, your hot take about the Dallas Stars that uh, I think we need to discuss as well. So that's going to be part All of our right. Betway Bet of the Day. Plenty actually. to talk about. And I, I can't wait until we can stop previewing and start talking about the real deal. <laughs> you got that right. We are eight days away. Is that where we're at? Eight, eight days, days away. away Frank, score prediction for tonight. Phillies, Marlins. Phillies, 4-1. to one. I love it. I love it. Frank Valley, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for joining us. Cheers, Frank. There he is, Frank Saravalli. Going to be our Wednesday regular. we got a couple things and moving around. And next week. He's also going to be our most active um, guest moving around the week, I have a feeling. For you, Frank's, Frank's the busiest of all of our guests, let's be honest. Yeah. What's J-Pat doing right now? He's on the couch, feet up. Oh, you leave J-Pat alone. I'm just saying. J-Pat works hard. I know. Well, he's already J-Pat got his work done for the day. J-Pat is hustling. That's and what I'm and saying, you know what? Yeah. That is someone, you know, that is someone that we can look up to mm-hmm. in media. As Look, J-Pat's been doing it forever. No oh, offense, yeah. Jeff. I don't, I'm not saying he's old. But there's a guy who's completely reinvented his coverage. Oh yeah, and hey, Videos. like he's doing video on Twitter. That that is that is a level of hustle. That hey, like I this isn't any disrespect to anybody, but just in any profession, mm. the older you get, the longer you've been doing it, the more you're kind of like, oh, I don't I don't need to hustle anymore. Yeah. I'm I'm done my grind. I've done the grind. I'm done. Jeff's still grinding. Jeff's still out there grinding away. I love it. I love to see it. I love it too. Connor Bedard. If you put the over under at seventy seven points, crushing the over. You think so? Absolutely. But I think that the tough part is you have to take into account injury could happen. Okay, he's not I the guess, biggest body. I guess. I mean, sure. Those legs he's got on him. I don't know about those. Are we really <clears throat> doing this? Where we're. I'm just saying. I don't know. I don't know how many points he's going to get next year. I'll tell you what, Quinn Hughes, three goals, four points in two preseason games. Yep. One of which was basically against the Edmonton Oilers' real lineup. Minus McDavid and Dreisaitl. Yep. But 
Quinn Hughes, three goals in two games. Everybody on Twitter was tagging you, Chris. Yeah, I know. I'm saying I'm, uh, sta- I'm standing by it. I'm standing by it as well. Yeah. Uh, we've got the bet. People heard it on the other episode. Uh, 19 and a half goals is the bet. I'm taking the over. Faber is taking the under. I am saying Quinn Hughes scores at least 20 goals this season. Well, Pedersen told me after the game, he said uh, now that the C's on his chest, he's going to start scoring. That's all it took. So maybe, maybe you're right. But uh, I, I will be happy to be wrong. That's uh, Is that the Don Taylor way to bet? If you lose the bet, at least it's something good for you. It's happy for you. Happy I for like Quinn it. Hughes. Get the points. Um, all right. Speaking of Quinn Hughes, one of the men, probably, I, I don't I want to call him part of the committee. I feel like the committee kind of surrounds Quinn Hughes. It's um, Quinn Hughes and his committee. Yes, Quinn Hughes and his committee. So Rick Tockett spoke about this after Monday's practice, about how he doesn't feel the Canucks will have a regular defense pairs this season. I did clip together two different clips here. So we have Rick Tockett talking about a defense committee and then explaining the committee as well. So why don't we run this audio real quick, uh, and then we'll dive into it on the other side. So hit it, Aaron. Let's hear from Rick Tockett. I think we're a committee, um, and I want them to be used to it. You know, um, I thought thought Kohler and uh, – and, um, Heronic was more cooler. I thought he it wasn't so struggle. I didn't like really his first a little bit. And it's I said to Footy, it's up to you, but Footy wanted to make the change, and I think it settles things down. I don't think that's an issue with our team. I think it's okay to have a committee. I don't think we're going to have true partners the whole year, so might as well get used to playing with different guys. That was our thought process. Huggy's going to get his minutes. Heronic's a guy that can get a lot of minutes. And I think the other guys are guys that uh, sporadically can play heavy minutes, but also have other guys that can fill in. So that's why we're built as a committee, and I like that. You know, it's a, I don't think it's a true. Hey, we got you know some some teams are built different where they got you know three three guys that play twenty plus. I like ours where we spread it out. Obviously, Huggy's going to get his time, and Harona. I feel like the committee. You're and Aaron. You and Aaron. Your guys' show. I'm just the committee here. Do you buy any of this from Rick Tocchet here talking about? Uh, I guess like you look at the Canucks defense core. And it's almost like you could expect them to go to a committee with Quinn Hughes as their partner, right? Like we are going, we saw Phil Peronica bunch in their one preseason win over the weekend. Quinn Hughes was getting time with Phil Peronica. He had times in the offense's own Tyler Myers. He obviously had Cole McWard early on in the game as well. But I noticed like after every penalty kill that was done, after every time the Vancouver Canucks killed off the penalty. And by the way, folks, Canucks are killing off penalties in the preseason. It's good stuff to see against the Oilers and stuff, too. I mean, it's great to see. And when they kill off those penalties, the pairing that's going right out there, Quinn Hughes and Phil Peronic. And I think this can all kind of tie into Quinn Hughes and his minutes in the end, too. Quinn Hughes doesn't need to be at 30 minutes a night with four minutes on the penalty kill, right? This is where you're saving him those minutes. Sure. Don't get him on the penalty kill, but have him be the first guy out after the penalty kill. Sure. And have it be Phil Peronic coming out after Peronic was the first to go out on your penalty kill group, make him the first pairing. Then he gets a little minute break. Boom. Then you send him out right after the penalty kill. Could you over. imagine this team without Philip Ronick? Like, we're talking about how barren the defense group is with him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, a, he's he's legitimate, you know, two, three defensemen. Totally, yeah, yeah. Imagine this team without him. And hey, like, we were... We Tyler were, Myers. I mean, we wanted them to go in the direction of a rebuild, but imagine if they had gone this direction... And they didn't go get Philip Aronik. What would they have done with that first round pick? Yeah, probably not get a defenseman that's playing right now. Not right now, but 
I don't know. I don't want to go down these <laughs> alternate universes here. That no. stuff because now I've got a million things running through my like Zach Benson would have been here at training camp, at development camp, and he would have been so fun to watch. I don't want to go down these roads here. No, um, let's go down the road of looking at what by committee actually means sure. because he said it. Talk it that is. Hughes is going to get his minutes. Hironic is going to get his minutes. Mm-hmm. So while I don't think. That it's great that the Canucks are in this situation where they're saying, yeah, I don't think we're going to have regular defense pairs. I also don't think people are reading reading into it correctly when they say things like, well, this is horrible because this means there's going to be you know plenty of people on Quinn Hughes' wing each game. No, I, I think there's going to be kind of one or two regular guys each game. I think he's probably going to start the night with Cole McWard, and I think you're going to start to see him get a lot of shifts with Philip Ronick. End of a period. They're going to have 15, 20 minutes, whatever, yeah. to go rest up. End of a period. Those final four minutes, it's probably Ronick and Hughes together when, when it's Hughes' shift, right? Like, it's probably those two together. Ronick is going to be this team's second highest minute-eating defenseman. Right. That's just a fact. And he's going to spend a lot of that time with Quinn Hughes, even if that's not the pairing that you're seeing. Late in games, late in periods, you're 100% going to see that be the pairing. Like, I have no doubt about it. Like, if you're protecting a lead with, like, I don't know, you're in your final three minutes, and Hughes, realistically, plays all three minutes, right? It's not going to be Cole McWard locking down a there lead with Quinn Hughes. Yeah, That's what he means by by committee. Look, if Ethan Bear was healthy, do we have regular defense pairings and still maybe see Heronic once in a while? Yeah, absolutely. We probably do see regular defense pairings. Absolutely. But... That's not the reality. So for this team right now, they're looking at it. I still think they should try Ian Cole with Quinn Hughes. I think that's something that nobody's really talking about. I still think you need to get a look at that. Um, I know you want the lefty-righty, but you don't have the righties to make it happen, I don't think. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens, but I don't know. I, I'm curious how this by-committee thing really shakes out because I, I was trying to think of an example of a team that has done this before, and I, I couldn't really think of one. Like, where you go look and it's, oh, well, this guy actually doesn't have a regular partner. He kind of plays with everybody. Like, even even the Canucks. Like, it was always Hughes with Chen or Bear. And then maybe Myers would play some minutes. But do you call that by committee? I don't. Like, I, I think what Tockett's outlining is different than that. I also just, like, I'm not going to buy into the whole by committee thing that much. I don't look at by committee saying... Four minutes with, uh, you know, four minutes with McWard, four minutes with Thronick, uh, mm-hmm. you know, five minutes here for Tyler Martin. Like, I don't see it that way. I see it still primarily at five on five. You're going to see Quinn Hughes with his partner that he is in, in the lineup for that night. It's just too much to me to have to rotate that hard and, and kind of surround things around. Because let's let's be honest. Let's get to the bare minimum. Like, the, the bare point here is... Quinn Hughes doesn't have, like, a solid NHL partner that you're comfortable with playing in a top-pairing role. Right? Like, that's what the basis of this comes down to. No no other NHL team is thinking, this Cole McWar kid, that's our top-pairing RD. Right? Like, that is the problem yep. here for the Vancouver Canucks. That is what they're missing. They're trying to band-aid that problem with Philip Ronick minutes, Tyler Myers minutes, maybe even Cole Ian Cole minutes. But you start to pull a left guy off to play with the right, then you're really, like, <laughs> then that committee's getting out of whack, right? So I think it's going to be a little bit difficult for them to figure it out. I don't see it being, like, much more than, okay, after every penalty kill, it's like I said earlier, after every penalty kill, you go with Hughes and Hironic. Or, hey, an offensive zone faceoff, let's get Tyler Myers out there for a shift, right? Defensive zone things, big moment, we're down, we're up by one, 
And we got four minutes left. Okay, let's go Hughes and Hironic here. Or, hey, let's go Cole and Hironic. We feel comfortable about a defensive pairing. I, I think that there is, there's definitely some truth to it being a committee. I just don't think it's as much as we should really buy into on it of, like, it's going to be, you know, whoever's the, you know whoever's most fresh is going over the boards. And we're going to tr- – it's not going to be like that. I mean, they're they're going to have – a plan for certain situations, how to play players, but you brought it up. When there's three minutes left in the third period and you're down by one, that's Ronick and Hughes time, right? Like, that's not going to be Cole McWard getting those minutes at that point, but I think you could see a lot of opening night face-offs with Cole McWard on the right side of Quinn Hughes, and it'll be interesting to see how they work it, or if they like maybe Christian Willannon down the road get some time. I wouldn't hate to see Willannon play with, with Quinn Hughes a little bit just to see Right? You, you know, Christian Willannon, hard for him to look that great playing with Tyler Myers every game. You went lefty, lefty, and your lefty is Christian Willannon? Man, I don't think that, I think after Quinn Hughes, no other defenseman like moves the puck better in the offensive zone than Christian Willannon. Even in the preseason. I know he struggled a but little bit in the zone. Do you want that on Quinn Hughes pairing? Don't you want someone who can kind of hold what, it down in well, the other the, end? Here's the way that I would explain it Quinn Hughes is better, is very good at skating with the puck in the offensive zone. Willannon's pretty good at it but he's he's like a passer he's a very much sees open spots on the ice and he doesn't skate to it he moves the puck to it I think that's the difference between Hughes and Willannon in terms of their like skill in the offensive zone with the puck on their stick I think Willannon's really good at finding that spot and getting the puck there when Quinn Hughes works his way there Does that makes sense it does make sense that's I still I think like. Ian Cole is the guy yeah I know and I, I get where you're coming from there and I, there's obviously going to be chemistry build Whoever ends up playing with Quinn Hughes, that's going to help no matter what. So if it's Cole McWard getting most of the minutes, I bet he starts to look like a better partner down the road anyways. I just don't know if he's the long-term answer here. I, I'm with you on the Ian Cole thing. I think that would be interesting to see play out a little bit and then kind of round out your top four. Like I I like the idea of Carson Soucy sitting on that second pairing with Philip Peronic. I think that pairing could be exciting together Okay, in a bottom four role. You want to get to Betway? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, so Frank mentioned this on uh, on Daily Faceoff Live today, or one of Frank's shows. He's got a million shows. Uh his pick to win the Stanley Cup, and I think he's dropping this next week on Daily Faceoff a little bit as well. You say deep cut, Dallas Stars. So I said, what are the Dallas Stars odds over on Betway, Betway, Betway? Good folks over there. Plus 1,700. Quads, you put $10 down. What's $10 to you? Nothing with all the money you make. To me, it's, you know, I don't get to have any uh, meat with my dinner tonight. Popeyes. Yeah, well, don't get me started on the freaking Popeyes, <laughs> man. I've had a bad day with those folks. You guys order. No, I'm not going to do it. Because <laughs> it's not the DoorDash people's fault. The DoorDash folks, they're great. We love the DoorDash folks. And the Crown Royal folks. They're good folks over there, too. But I'm not touching that stuff anymore. You see that Lions thing behind you there. You, you are going so off I the I tell you. Those, I told you. I'm go, I went to the Lions I'm watching game. you melt down. No, I'm not going back to the... I'm not... I'm you're, off. You're, you're like brains overloading right now. Well, because there's so many things that just... <laughs> when things piss me off, my brain just like... it. I can't control it. Anywho, what's our bet here? The Dallas Stars <laughs> to win the Stanley Cup. Uh, the outright winners, $10 bet. Qu- don't pull that up. It looks like a chicken nugget on the screen there. That's what I did. I, anyways, <laughs> I guess nobody gets I didn't get my chicken nuggets today from Popeyes, okay, in the DoorDash. Or the DoorDash folks, they were great. They gave me a great refund. I blame the Popeyes folks. But I, I just, all I did was want some damn nuggets. They gave you dipping sauce. Yeah, that's... The, how do you do that? They put the dipping sauce in the bag. Both of them. They got the two dipping sauces right. They didn't get the ch- chicken right. It's not the DoorDash people's fault. Anyways, our bet wave bet of the day. <laughs> uh, you put $10 down on the Dallas Stars to win the cup. Uh, plus 1700 It's going to return you 180 You can go buy, like, 
400 chicken nuggets for that price probably. And you'll get 30 of them. And there you go. But my question was, so Frank picked the Dallas Stars. They're plus 1,700 to win the cup. Which team with bigger value do you like more than the Dallas Stars to win the Stanley Cup? So let's get these odds. Part two of the Betway, Betway, Betway bet. Uh, and do your uh, plus, uh, got to be 19, 19 plus, plus to, to play. If holy you moly, play, Aaron, I don't know about this one, brother. No, it's good. LA Kings have the exact same odds as the Dallas Stars. Mm-hmm. The Pittsburgh Penguins at plus 2,500. Does Sid get another one with Eric Carlson there? Hey. I think that might be some value. So I gotta, I'm getting old quads. I can't I can't read the damn thing. Calgary Flames, Minnesota Wild at 3,000 along with the Ottawa Senators, the Buffalo Sabres, Seattle there Kraken. I lost my spot. Aaron just took away what I was reading. What's this? Tower? We're just going off the road. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. The Vancouver Canucks. At <laughs> plus plus 5,500. There it is. There's your the money. For the Vancouver Canucks. You want that? That's your big money value yeah, bet? Yeah, 5,500 bucks. Also, I'm going to say this to Frank's face, too. But didn't he pick the Winnipeg Jets last year? He did pick the yeah, Winnipeg okay. Jets last year. I don't know about this Dallas Stars bet, Frank. Okay, anyways. The Ottawa Senators are plus 3,000. The Vancouver Canucks are plus 5,500. Hey. Don't take the Canucks. When, me, when I was a kid, my mom and I used to bet. on. I would bet on the Vancouver Canucks winning the cup. She would get the rest of the teams. I get, I would bet $5. And if I won, I got $250. All right. So my mom was freaking just – my allowance weren't coming certain weeks because I could, you know, Gambled she knew what she was doing. So yeah. I guess she knew more before I did because I was a kid and I said, geez, like $5 bet for 250 if they win the cup? This is their year. You know, a little 1998 me watching – oh, we just got Messier? <laughs> like the things are going to – this is the year, mom. Five bucks? Come on. I want to double it up and make it 10 for 500. No. Jeez. Oh, Didn't work out well. Okay. We'll hey, wrap we're, it up I'm there. Out, uh, we're out in Abbotsford tomorrow. Yeah, uh, real excited to uh, get out there and see Marcel and the crew out there, and you were seeing Maurice, your buddy out there too. Yeah, You're excited Maurice. to see him, um, so I'm excited for that uh, tomorrow. I love the Abbotsford Center. You know, yeah. I do. I'll be posting my uh, hockey night in Abbotsford photo Wednesday. Am I am I alone tomorrow on the show? Oh, not not quite fully alone. What's tomorrow? Tomorrow's Wednesday. Okay, you can say who's coming on the show. I got the graphic. Ready. I genuinely don't know. You do? Oh, Wyatt. Wyatt Art. There you go. Wyatt, Wyatt Art is going to be joining me. That one will be from my uh, my house because I can't just break into your apartment. Yes, to do tomorrow the show. is 1 o'clock. Thursday is also you. 1 o'clock. We got to move it to 1. We got stuff going on. 1 o'clock Thursday. Yep. Uh, who's we guessing got a, on that we one? We got a meeting with the higher-ups. Thursday, we got uh, Jeff Patterson's going to join us. Beautiful. Friday, I have to go get married and stuff. So you are doing the show uh, with Harmon on Friday. So I found out I'm the closer of your wedding speech. Yes, the you wedding are. You're speeches. the final. I'm the closer? Yep. Uh, how do I get in contact with the DJ? I want Enter Sandman as my entrance music. You don't get in contact with the DJ. You get in t- contact with the bride, and the bride has already asked okay. that idea. What? Yeah, you're not You're not getting Enter Sandman to go up there. I'm the for- closer. No, you're not. You're just the last guy to give a I, speech. I'm the closer. <laughs> like, technically, you're at the bottom of the list because it's like <laughs> best man, uh, you know, what's the the maid of honor? You're you're literally just a guy at the bottom the of the closer. list. I'm the closer. No, there's a bunch of weddings still after that. I think I'm like going to do... Uh, you know, the trumpet, the trumpet song that Edwin Diaz has. Right, right, right. If Ender Sandman's axed, you give me the trumpets. You know that one? No, but uh, I will be letting the MC know that about this. So he's That gonna... I want my closer music. Yeah. So that'll... I also want to be referred to as the closer. No. Yeah. The the MC is uh, one of my 
one of my best. Uh, he was a baseball guy. He was the best of all of us. He was the one who did actually closed out the four years of his scholarship. You'll see him. He's a monster. Well, when I get that mic, guy, one of the best looking guys you'll see as well. When I get that mic, I get to refer to myself as the closer. No one can stop me then. Well, add that to your speech. Yeah, exactly. Get Plus, a couple coke and rums well, in I'll me. Say we'll have two coke and rums in you, and you'll be <laughs> see if you can make it up to the damn stand. <laughs> All right, must be 19 plus to play. Uh, bet the responsible way. All right. Are we still doing that? <laughs> Are we on Betway still? We're not on Betway anymore. We're oh, done. Okay. It's over. We're off the rails. We'll get it back tomorrow. Uh, we'll back but, and shout out again, Saturday live. Uh, we got the live event. Yes, we got the live event on October 14th. Yes. Go get your tickets. You can find all the information on the Canucks Army social channels. You're also going to put a link in Greta, the description Greta, of Greta. the podcast. Yeah, I'll have uh, that Over there. at... Greta. Have you been to Greta? No, and I'm oh very excited God. to. Dude, I'm talking. We're talking uh, pinball games. Yeah. We're talking the throwing the football through the holes. We're talking the basketball stuff. I love, man. I wish every bar was like that and had a bunch of size. It, I'm not going to these uh, these other these fancy bars where you got to wear pants when you go into all of them. Like Greta is the type of place you show up in shorts, have a great time. Yeah, it's gonna be sick. It's gonna be a lot of fun. A yeah. uh, lot of stuff. And I forgot to mention the most important thing. Two dollar hot dogs. Are you kidding? Where can you find a two dollar hot dog aside from Costco? Yeah, nowhere. Exactly. No, you don't was, even need a membership to get in. That was my one, uh, my one bugaboo. That's all I wanted. I said, just give me two dollar hot dogs, and we'll get the people in. We'll get the people. And by the way, did you hear this in the morning meeting today? Uh, Big Nation Network meeting. Mm. Canucks Army tickets are selling as hard as hard as the Oilers Nation ones are. That's beautiful. Let's so, outsell Oilers and all Nation. They, do folks. It, they got forty five people in the office there in Edmonton, <laughs> and what is it? You and me in this little in tiny box. <laughs> yeah. we, can't, we don't even have the right logo behind you here, but we got two guys here. They got forty five. We're selling as many tickets as them. So buy some tickets. It goes to a great cause over there, uh, the kids sport. Yeah. All right. Bottom of the ninth. Two outs. Last groomsman. We'll close it out there, folks. All right. For my co-host Chris Faber. My name is The Closer. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of The Canucks Conversation. How about keep it to a thank you, Jim? Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 